Welcome to episode four of Claire Shares. I'm so glad you're here. I'm going to be sharing with you high energy bite-sized videos about all things talent attraction, talent acquisition, and talent retention. On previous episodes, we talked about workplace communication processes and employee surveys and feedback gathering. Be sure to check it out if you missed it. Ready for today's topic? Today we're talking onboarding and orientation, process mapping, and improvement. Before we get started with that, I want to share with you my recommendation of the week. I highly recommend checking out SHRM membership if you haven't already. January was National Mentoring Month, and SHRM offers amazing mentoring programs as a member benefit. The program runs in three-month cohorts, and I've been a mentor for about four years now. If you're interested in giving back to the HR community as a mentor or gain some more HR knowledge and skills as a mentee, check out SHRM.org mentor for more information. And feel free to send me a message. I'd be happy to share my experience with you. Be sure to check out our Live with Lighthouse episode as well, where our manager of marketing and experience, Joe Ray, and I had a great discussion on mentorship within organizations as a driver for talent retention. I love to curate resources and share recommendations, so please reach out to me if there's something you're looking for. Okay, back to our talent topic of the day, onboarding and orientation, process mapping, and improvement. So what does the onboarding and orientation process entail? Onboarding typically starts when the offer letter is signed and you start the process of setting up your new team member as an employee and getting them acclimated with your culture so they're ready for success on day one. Some organizations call the period between offer acceptance and start date pre-boarding and then onboarding starts on day one. And onboarding can be anywhere from 30 to 90 days depending on the role, maybe longer. And orientation is usually the new hire's first one to three days where they're getting all the basics they need to be successful at your company. This could include a tour of the building, building or parking access, a badge, and getting all necessary basic company information, such as safety protocols, high-level structure, products, or services. This should also include meet and greets and initial intros with those key people they'll be working with. It's important to think about some of these foundational aspects, such as definitions and timelines, so that your leadership, department managers, and HR are all on the same page. Then you can start building out and documenting your onboarding and orientation plans. Remember what we talked about in episode one and take into account your organization's mission, vision, and values when designing processes. How can you turn onboarding into an experience that's unique to your organization? Here's why this is worth investing in. You just spent so much time, effort, and probably money to find the person you want for this role. And they signed their offer. Yes. So don't stop here. The process from offer acceptance through to day 30 or 90, depending on the onboarding process, is critical for talent retention. When onboarding new employees, it's important to recognize that you have just 44 days on average to influence their decision to stay with the company long-term. This is according to a 2023 survey conducted by Bamboo HR. During this critical period, make sure your new hires have the tools, resources, and support they need to feel confident in their new role. When starting to work with new organizations as an HR pro, I love to look at employee experience processes and see what's mapped out and documented if Let's get more tactical on the topic of onboarding and orientation process mapping and improvement. And you already know me, we'll be weaving in people, process, and technology tips throughout. Mapping out current state is a great place to start. I think about all the tasks I have to get done in onboarding, running a background check, scheduling an employee physical or fingerprinting, getting back signed paperwork, assigning system access, all those types of things. Then look at the touch points with your new hire and when those take place. What does the communication look like around those? We likely don't want to email the new hire with each step individually as things could get buried or skipped. Some folks also prefer to be texted in addition to email. We also want to lay out expectations so nothing is a surprise. If your new hire is going to be hearing directly from vendors or other employees in the process, 
outline that for them so they know to be on the lookout. Remember, our goal here is to get our new hire acclimated to our culture and set up for success on day one. By being thoughtful throughout this onboarding and orientation process, we're improving our odds of this new hire finding success and staying with our company. We want them to feel that connection and stickiness to our company so they feel confident that they made the great decision to join us. Next, you'll also want to look at where touch points with a hiring manager take place. They're likely involved in moments such as ordering equipment, reaching out before day one with a welcome message, and organizing a team lunch on their first day. Define their involvement in the process, because defining and documenting this helps improve the managers to be consistent and understand the role that they play. Let's do a quick recap so far. So map out the steps that have to take place in your unique process and make sure those new hire communications are on point. Next, let's look at the employee experience starting from their start date. What does that orientation period look like? Are they getting all the necessary company information to get started? Are we answering all frequently asked questions? What does that handoff look like from HR to the hiring manager or department? Remember, job training is a big piece of onboarding as well, and we'll dig into more details on training in a future episode. I'll keep repeating this. Now is the time to communicate your company, mission, vision, and values and ingrain your company story into the new hire's experience. Talking up your company's history, client and employee success stories, and the value of your benefits package can be key pieces to cover during onboarding. Think of it this way. A task on your onboarding or orientation checklist may be to review benefit offerings with your new hire so they can make their selections or sending enrollment paperwork. Remember, every company has to do these things. So I challenge you to take it a step further and think about how to make this piece special and communicate that. What is unique to your company? How can employees take advantage of the offerings you provide? And this isn't just medical, dental, and vision benefits. I'm sure your organization has a combination of those, PTO, professional development opportunities, and more. Going deeper on mission, vision, and values for a second. The best way to drive the message home is to share examples of how the values have guided business decisions in the past and influenced day-to-day operations today. It's important to emphasize and demonstrate how everyone is accountable to the values, especially leadership. You may have heard the saying that people need to hear a piece of information seven times before they really comprehend it. Be sure to keep this in mind with your new hires. There are likely key benefits, company information, or role information you want to reiterate throughout those first 30 to 90 days. So we've mainly talked about people in process. Now I want to touch on some fun technology elements for you. HR, if you haven't lately, go and talk to someone in your IT department. There may be some tools or functionality available to you that can help you gather employee information in a more user-friendly and efficient way. If you have to send PDFs, which we all do, make sure they're fillable or sent through a system such as DocuSign. If you have an employee database or HRIS system, there may be functionality in there to house or send documents as well as an employee self-service portal that could be turned on. Through turning on employee self-service over the past couple years here at Lighthouse, our employees can go in and enter or change their tax withholdings or direct deposit information. In the past, they'd have to send it to us in HR and then we would manually enter it for them. There could be a few changes like that that could easily be made to improve your experience as well as the new hires. There are also some awesome onboarding technology tools out there, such as Enboarder, where you can build custom onboarding processes per role And once onboarding is launched, the system will text and email new hires and managers for all steps in the process. Pretty cool to think about all the changes and improvements to HR tech in recent years. And remember to include your company logo and branding on any documents made in-house. This week, think about your onboarding and orientation processes through the lens of employee retention, and then the people, process, and technology involved to make that happen successfully. Thank you for being here with me and joining me for these bite-sized videos about all things talent attraction, talent acquisition, and talent retention. 
These areas of HR and people ops are my favorite and specialty, and I'm so excited to dive in with you. This is the work I do, so if you need help with the tools, technology, and process around how you attract, acquire, and retain talent, reach out to me and let's talk.